Hello and welcome to Chasing Perfection, a UConn women's basketball podcast. I'm Daniel Connolly here with Megan Gower. We are into the offseason. The team has not yet reported for its summer workouts. That's on June 1st. We are recording this on May 24th. So we've got just about a week to go until the team's back on campus. Because we have absolutely nothing to talk about, we asked you on Twitter for mailbag questions. We went like a half hour where not a single question got asked, and I really started getting worried that I was going to have to figure out what we were going to do for this podcast. And then they started coming quick and fast. So we have plenty of questions to talk about. We're going to start with the serious questions and then just let it fall apart as we go along. So come along for the ride. Let's just jump right into it. We start with friend of the show, Annie Bellinger. She asks, how are you guys? Megan, you just got back from a trip. How are you? I'm great. I just got back from vacation. I got to celebrate one of my best friends from UConn getting married last weekend. So I'm doing great. Very nice. How was New Orleans and Alabama, right? Yep. It was great. We had other than like every possible travel issue, but still had fun. So that's all that matters. Very nice. I'm also doing well. I don't have like anything interesting to report. I'm going to Vermont this weekend for Memorial Day and I am excited for a vacation, which is probably going to be the last week of June. So fingers crossed that nothing happens that week. So because I'm going on vacation, you just know that that's when everything's going to happen. So circle your calendars for the last week of June, because that's when every piece of news is going to happen. Where are you going at the end of June? Cape Cod. Nice. Orleans. Very excited about it. It's been since pre-COVID that we had like a normal trip to Cape Cod. So never a bad trip to Cape Cod, but yeah, very excited for it. So yes, we are doing well. The weather has been really nice. So it's been, it went from being cold and rainy outside to unbearably hot. And now I think this week's going to be like an actual week of spring here in Connecticut. So I can't complain. Exactly. One, one week of spring and then I think it's supposed to be hot again. So we just, we skipped the nice weather, I guess. <laughs> Look, at least we're getting a spring. I yeah. feel like two years ago, no, last year where it just rained every single weekend. Yeah. I'd rather have this. I'll take that. Very, very true. Second one comes in from another friend of the show. Stats Timmy had to lead off with this one. What do you think the starting lineup is next season? The question we get, I could put out a mailbag request every single day, every single month of the off season and write every single day. And if I answer a question about what the starting lineup is in every single mailbag, I'm still going to get asked what I think it's going to be. <laughs> this is the first time I have been asked what I think next year's starting lineup will be though. So stats, Timmy, you do get a pass here. Megan, I will throw it to you. Well, I think of what my starting lineup might be. Okay. Well, I feel like there's four pretty obvious ones. Paige, AZ, Aaliyah, and Dorka. I really think the the only one that's kind of up in the air is that that final spot. I'm probably between, well, obviously between Nika and Caroline on it, but I'll go with Nika. I agree with the four, but I think I'm going to have Caroline instead of Nika. As much as Nika is so good when she's in the starting lineup, I feel like they're just going to put Caroline in. If I was running the team, I think I'd probably put Nika in, but my guess is that it's Caroline. Although I feel like this is going to be a team where that spot probably moves around a bit. And of course, 
I feel like now every time we write anything about next year's team and what we think might happen, we need to hedge it with the caveat of assuming everyone stays healthy because you all just watched last season, you know. <laughs> yeah, we learned anything last season. I do think everyone else is pretty locked in, though. I mean, Paige, obviously. AZ was in the starting. Once AZ went into the starting lineup, she didn't leave. Dorka and Ali are the two best bigs. Obviously, everyone else behind them is a question mark. I can't imagine anyone else even starting. So I wonder, could Aubrey maybe sneak in if she's got more of a rounded game where she can actually shoot the ball? Because that was something in her game that she was working on a lot last summer before she got hurt. We never even saw it this year. Maybe she gets that a look at the three and plays more as a wing instead of down low, especially if maybe Ice and Diana and Amari are all looking good. So that front court depth chart might be a little bit more crowded, but I mean, so much needs to happen for Opry to be in consideration, but I think she could be a dark horse. Yeah, I agree, but I tend to think she'll more play as a, a kind of a backup in that front court, unless, like you said, I mean, if all three of those players are good and there's a ton of depth there, things could change, but I, I certainly don't think that's going to be the case off the bat. Next up, this comes from his handles, Hightower, Robert. I'm going to assume your name's Robert Hightower. I hope I'm not jumping to any wild conclusions there. He has three questions. We'll go one by one. First up, All-American predictions. I'm going to jump on this one first because I have a hot take here. Paige, if she's healthy, she's an All-American. AZ, I would be surprised if she's not an All-American next year, if we're being honest. My hot take is that I think Caroline makes an All-American team. I don't think she's a consensus All-American. I don't think she's a first-team All-American, but I think she makes an All-American team, whether it be third-team AP or WBCA or the USBWA. I think she makes one of the major All-American teams, not consensus, not unanimous, but she's on there somewhere. And I think... Aaliyah Edwards is not an All-American, but she's an honorable mention All-American. Fair. Obviously, Paige and AZ also for me. I think those are just pretty clear as long as they stay healthy. I don't necessarily agree with you on Caroline, but I would probably say something similar about Aaliyah. I think she could be a third team kind of like she's not gonna be a first team, probably not second team All-American, but could see her being a third team All-American on one of those rosters if if she's kind of picks up where she left off at the end of the season. Look, I was driving the Caroline train all last season when she started coming. <laughs> I'm just picking it up where I left off. Tough end of the year because of injuries, but no. This is going to be the year of Caroline Ducharme. I'm ready for it. I'm leading the charge. It starts now. Question number two from Robert. Which new player, Ayana Ice or Lou Lopez Seneschal, will have the most impact this upcoming season? And it's not part of the question, but I'm just going to throw Aubrey Griffin into that mix too because – She's not a new player, but she's not exactly a returning player either. So I'll put her in there too. Adding Aubrey and I'd probably go with Aubrey. I think we've seen that she can obviously have a big impact for this team in her first two seasons. So I'd expect if, as long as she's healthy, that we'll at least see something of that level going into next year, if not even more of an impact. Um, but if I had to pick up those three, I'd probably go with, Ice, just because I feel like there's not a lot of like true wings on this team. So there's definitely a spot for her. Okay. I think even with Aubrey in the mix, I think Ice is going to be my pick. 
I've been riding or I've been driving the Caroline train. I've also been driving the ice train. Have I seen her play? No. Have <laughs> I talked with her? No. Do I know that much about her? Not really. Vibes though. I'm rolling <laughs> off vibes. I just think ice is going to be a star from the second she steps on this campus. There's times where Gino talks about a player and if you read between the lines, you can tell that you, he thinks there's something really special about them. And it's not just that he thinks they're a really good basketball player. And it was there with Paige and it was there with AZ, but I'm more thinking of it the way he talked about Caroline and the way that she was just beating her teammates and they couldn't figure out how and the chip on her shoulder. And what he said about Ice Brady at the coaches show was that she basically paid her way to come on an unofficial visit to stores pretty much solely so that she could tell Gino that she wanted to come to UConn and commit to UConn. And he mentioned that she's just a different type of person and almost an old school type person and player. So I don't know. There's just something about ice that I think is going to really click at UConn and all the people that have been clamoring about when's UConn going to get a big, when's UConn going to have, I'm not saying that she's going to be a, Aaliyah Boston, but when's someone, when's UConn going to have someone like that, a really, really dominant post player, Ice Brady has consistently been my answer. And I also just found out that some places have her listed at 6'4", not just 6'3", which I think ESPN has her at. So she might even be an inch taller than I thought she was, which is a whole nother element too, because for some reason, the difference between 6'3 and 6'4 seems like a foot. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of agree with that. There's, it feels like there's a significant difference between those two heights. This is totally unrelated, but in my head, why do Katie Lou Samuelson and Aaliyah Edwards seem like completely different heights, even though they're both listed at six, three, is it maybe like the wingspan? I, know, I would think that Katie Lou Samuelson is like way taller than Aaliyah Edwards when they're probably just the same height. I feel like I would have thought that Aaliyah Edwards was taller, but maybe that's just because like they play in such different spots. I don't know. Never okay, maybe this that. is just a me problem then. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that's like it was a guard and I like know she's a big guard, but I would still thought that Aaliyah Edwards is taller. <laughs> or maybe it's the wingspan or Lou is a little more lanky. Yeah, I mean, that could be it. Like, she's more like than like Aaliyah where Aaliyah's got, is more felt like a post player also unrelated but i was just thinking about this the other day nafisa collier is only 6-1 and gabby williams is 5-11 and that was their front court for two really good seasons like two seasons where they should have won the national championship and the reason they didn't win the national championship wasn't due to their height yeah well i mean i feel like gabby williams made up for being 5-11 by just being like a freak athlete like she could jump higher than anyone at yeah. five can. <laughs> so it yeah, made up exactly. <laughs> which Ayanna Patterson might be the best athlete they've gotten to come to UConn which is saying a lot considering both Gabby Williams and Aubrey Griffin and she's 6'2 yeah. we, we've seen the way she can jump she can dunk the ball with two hands so they can get I mean it's so hard to say if someone can be like Gabby because Gabby Williams was so good not just with rebounding not just with scoring but the way she passed the ball and the way she stole the ball those are really high expectations to put on a freshman and I don't think she ever really got to do of how good she was but we're just talking about someone who plays bigger than their size 
if Iona can do that, that would be really good for UConn. Mm-hmm. For sure. Then the third question from Robert is expectations for this year's team. In my opinion, they should be right there with South Carolina, pound for pound with South Carolina, because yeah, you lose Kristen Williams, Olivia Nelson, Adota, and Olivia and a, a Vina Westbrook. I mean, I kind of feel like they might be better off without those players. Yeah, they were good, but I think Olivia is the biggest loss because you don't have an exact replacement for her and you can't really replicate her defense and her passing, but Avina and Kristen's minutes are just going to be taken up by AZ and Caroline who they looked really good as freshmen. If they take a pretty good leap as sophomores, again, I think they're going to be all Americans. Avina and Kristen weren't all Americans. I have high expectations for those two. So I think the fact that they may be taking up the minutes of the departed guards could be a good thing. Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be a, assuming everyone stays healthy of like one, a one B of South Carolina and UConn this season, like they're probably going back to the final four. And I honestly wouldn't be surprised to see a same rematch in the national championship game. No, that's going to be my preseason prediction is UConn South Carolina in the national championship game. I also South Carolina is going to be really good because they have a league of Boston. I'm concerned about their backcourt. Yes, exactly. A lot of question marks. A lot of question marks. I mean, you won the national championship, and I don't – I mean, this is really just going to come off of sour grapes, and that's really not what I'm trying to do. But you beat a UConn team that doesn't have a fully healthy Paige Beckers, that AZ FUD six, she's not even in factor. Dorka Juhas isn't out there. Olivia Nelson-Adota apparently wasn't at 100%. And Destiny Henderson has the game of her life. A lot of things went right for South Carolina. And even if they all didn't go right, there's a pretty good chance they win that game anyway. So I'm not saying that's the reason South Carolina won. But now you don't have Destiny Henderson, and there's no obvious replacement for her on the roster. UConn, you hope, has Paige Beckers healthy for a full season. Easy FUD, even if she's just healthy, that's a different factor. If she's a different player this year, it's a whole nother thing. Caroline Ducharme, she might actually be healthy. Dorky Juhas should be out there. Aaliyah Edwards might be better. Outside of Aaliyah Boston, I don't really think South Carolina has... Aaliyah Boston and Paige are probably next to each other, and Aaliyah Boston is just so physical and is so tough to guard that I think UConn doesn't have a matchup for her. But I think you just go down the rest of the roster and UConn has South Carolina beat on pretty much every other level. So it's just, can Aaliyah Boston close the gap enough to make it not matter? Or can some of their younger players make the leap or some of their transfers be good enough to compete with the rest of UConn's roster? So I think that's going to be the really fascinating battle is South Carolina's got the star forward, which is the great equalizer but UConn's got the better roster. How does that play out? Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be interesting to see. Um, they've lost some interesting pieces in the, in the backcourt. So like you said, Henderson, but there's also had a fair amount of transfers. They've got transfers coming in. I mean, they do have Raven Johnson. That's probably the most notable person to fill that Henderson's role, but because she was out with the injury all freshman year, she didn't get that experience as a freshman. So it's going to be, I think, a little bit harder for her to just jump into that spot. Yeah, they're still going to be good. And it's not like it's going to be 
a Caitlin Clark at Iowa situation where you've got Caitlin Clark and you got Monica Sonano. And then he just got a bunch of other players that are definitely division one caliber. No, they they've got good players outside of Aaliyah Boston, but when you compare them to UConn, they don't have anyone like Paige Beckers and Brie Beal's back, right? Yeah. So sure, you can throw Brie Beal on Paige Beckers, but then you don't have anyone for AZ Fudd. And even if AZ has an off night, if Caroline's playing the way that she did when she was leading the team in scoring, that's just a three-headed monster that's going to be really tough to stop, not even mentioning what Aaliyah Edwards and Dorky Uhas could be. So, so much needs to happen before national championship games even played between these two teams, assuming both of them even get that far. But I think it will be a really fascinating matchup whenever they play for the first time. I did love the early season matchup with South Carolina. I guess this is probably like a February game when they come up next season, but I like them playing early. So then you can kind of see where they are at the beginning of the year, then have a later game. And then ideally you'd have a game also in February and then a likely NCAA tournament matchup, just so you could see the progression of both teams as they go along. Yeah, exactly. I did like that last year, so it would have been nice to see it this year. Unfortunately, obviously, I don't think that's the plan unless somehow South Carolina is in the same tournament, but I don't think they are for Thanksgiving. Um, no, no, I, yeah. I don't think they're a Nike school and it's only Nike school. Yeah, they're not. It's, it's they're not Durham or school. Um, that's tough. At least if you're an Adidas school, you're Adidas, but <laughs> Under Armour, I don't know. Yeah, there's probably like an Under Armour rep listening to this being like, all right, I was about to hook you guys up, but <laughs> you're just I've, I've never been in it. Uh, I will say, actually, I did just buy some Under Armour shorts and they're quite nice. <laughs> That's not even me trying to suck up. I am now reevaluating, but generally Nike and Adidas are my go to. I'm very glad UConn's a Nike school. Yeah. I'm more of an Adidas person in general, but I, I agree. Nike does a decent job. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're not Aeropostale anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what it was, right? The football jerseys were Aeropostale. Am I saying really? that right? That sounds really weird. But I don't, I've never heard it something like that. I don't think it's like Aeropostale. <laughs> I, I don't know why I was putting the like elitist touch <laughs> on the Aeropostale. Aeropostale? I don't know. I don't buy it. Ever. I don't even think that even brand even exists anymore. <laughs> they went under anyway. Really? That was like the clothing brand to win in or to wear in middle school. I feel like it was not. I feel like you wore it because like Hollister and Africavery were too expensive. We could this, this does not matter anyway. <laughs> I feel you like that's all about Air I didn't have any of it, so I have no idea. No, it still exists. It says there's 800 locations. There's one oh, okay. that looks like at Buckland I thought Hills. they like went bankrupt, but maybe they like came back. I mean, like Abercrombie like disappeared for a long time, and now they're like really big again. So who knows? Going bankrupt does not stop corporations. This is very true. <laughs> I think it was driving like, through Alabama. There's like I saw a Sears, and I'm like, I don't even know Sears still existed, but apparently they do. Isn't there still a Sears at the Buckland Mall, or did that one finally? I couldn't tell you the last time I went to the Buckland Mall, so. (laughs) Yeah, according to Google, there's still one in the Buckland Mall. Actually, there's, I'm confused. What am I looking at? There's like two. 
Oh no, one of them says permanently closed. Never mind. <laughs> I think there still is one in in Buckland though. Gotcha. I, I never go to Buckland House Mall to be fair. So that's the closest one to me. I just bought a suit there. I'm very excited about my suit. I've been telling everybody about my suit. It's <laughs> light blue. I have no plans to wear it anywhere, but I just needed a summer suit. Do I have an actual suit, like a black one or a navy one? Absolutely not. Do I have a powder blue one? Yes. <laughs> well, you're ready as long as the event you need it for is in the summer or the spring. Otherwise, fingers crossed. <laughs> Anyways, to get back slightly on topic, on topic, <laughs> yes, it is Aeropostale, Aeropostale, Aeropostale that had UConn football jerseys. Man, there's a Reddit college football tweet about it. UConn had Aeropostale football jerseys because their existing Nike deal only covered basketball and hockey when they began their move to FBS. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, there's a photo of Dan Orlovsky here wearing it. It pops up on Twitter like every few years. (laughs) So interesting. (laughs) Now I think Nike just does every single sport. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, this is unrelated. They're basketball jerseys fantastic right now apparently they don't do much with the yukon's hockey jerseys they came out with new ones and they were pretty much identical to the old ones aside from like a change in the collar so still i'd prefer nike's uniforms are generally better than adidas's though adidas usually has the hideous ones my bias towards adidas is only has to do with their sneakers (laughs) oh no that's totally fair you know what i'm honestly more of a adidas cleat person like all growing up i always had adidas cleats but i needed new sneakers so i went down to the outlets in clinton nike was way better selection and better fit so maybe i'm turning i don't know i don't know nike sneakers like run really small and i have large feet so i need a small of an assistant yeah not not great anyway this is like not relevant no one cares so we can no no that's a perfect (laughs) transition though to another question from our friend annie who has she asked who has the tallest feet i'm just gonna go ahead and assume this means who has the biggest feet and i don't know but dorka yuhas i think would be my guess that was gonna be my guess too i feel like it has to be dorka I feel like Amari might have big feet though. Oh, that's true. I don't know. This is these are questions that I need to start. Maybe not who has the biggest feet, but like who has the best shoe game on the team. Although the answers answer is almost definitely Paige Beckers because of that yeah. stock X deal. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely Paige, but does anyone else have like a shoe deal? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Stock X isn't like a shoe company, right? No, it's like, like a resale company for expensive shoe or sneakers that you like can't get. Right. So in theory, she could still sign like a shoe deal and get a signature yeah. shoe. Yeah. Yeah. Which honestly, like I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen that at all in college basketball. Like on the men's or women's side. I feel like That's there would true. be a market for that. You would think. I mean, who wouldn't would Paige Becker's sneakers not sell out immediately? Yeah, but that would require Nike to give a woman a signature shoe, which they've dropped the ball on, which is why like, the biggest stars in the WNBA keep going to Puma. So anyways, <laughs> I digress. Is that, is that who's giving Stewie the signature shoe? Yeah, which I feel like maybe should be coming out soon because we've heard about that for a while now. But yeah, Stewie is getting a shoe at Puma. Puma's hideous. It's horrible. 
<laughs> everything but like adidas has done stuff like i don't know that she necessarily has a signature shoe but they've done like candace parker shoes whereas like nike's done nothing who <laughs> it was like 10 years ago that diana tarasi had her signature shoe, yeah right? yeah like a long time ago tarasi had one and then maya had a pair of jordans a long time ago but Speaking it's been of- like and then there was like the air swoops, which is not UConn related, but like way back, like early WNBA. But I feel like somehow we've like regressed on the woman's shoes instead of moving forward, which is disappointing. Speaking of hideous shoes, those Diana Taurasi ones. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> they're really I don't know how that happened, but it was it was tough. Yeah. Anyways, we to get back on topic a little bit. This one comes in from. Oh man, I don't know how to pronounce this name. I don't know if it's Kate or Katie. C Roundtree. Kate or Katie, I'm sorry. I don't know. It's C-A-I-T-E. I feel like it could be either. I'm yeah. going to go with Kate. Anyways, Kate Roundtree asks, what are your expecta- expectations for next season for Paige and the team as a whole? We just talked about the team, but I think Paige is a good one because, I mean, we saw her at the beginning of the year be unbelievable, a little too unbelievable for the rest of the team then had the unbelievable game against NC state, but wasn't really herself at any point outside of that. I feel like she should be in the national player of the year conversation. And it's probably going to be either her or Leah Boston. And it probably is just going to come down to whoever has the strongest finish to the year because recency bias is real. Yeah, I think she is the national player of the year. Like, I, Aaliyah Boston is really, really, really good, but I still think that Paige Becker is at full health is on a different level. It's, I just, I don't really think it's much of a contest, and I don't think I'll have many South Carolina fans listening to me say <laughs> <laughs> wreck my Twitter matches, but I, I just, I don't really think it's close. <laughs> like, I think if, the, if you, like, talk about a world where, like, Paige decides to declare next year, and Aaliyah Boston is also in the draft. Like, I, there's no doubt in my mind that Paige goes number one. Interesting. Not that I disagree that Paige is the best player in the country, but I think there's also something to be said for just, I mean, I guess it's different at the WNBA level, but having a big who is just so dominant, I, I think of the alternate universe where Aaliyah Boston comes to UConn and UConn's, just won back-to-back national championships and they are approaching their 111 game win streak because the last two seasons have been undefeated yeah i i think that's true but like i don't know what that was related to Beckers is at south carolina and italy of boston's at uconn i don't necessarily know that that's true like that's true together like obviously yes they would be undefeated but i yeah well yeah Um, i meant if both of them were here. Yeah. I mean, with both of them, well, yes, like, obviously no one's going to beat that, but yeah, I don't know. Like, and I I don't mean this as any shade to Lily Boston because I think she's a really, really good player. I just think that Paige is a different level. Maybe it's just because we haven't seen a healthy Paige that I'm forgetting just how frigging good she is. Yeah. And (laughs) also we've only seen a healthy freshman Paige. Like what's a healthy junior year Paige look like? I mean, we have someone who's going to be one of the greatest players who's ever played at UConn and her first season is shortened and turned weird because of COVID. She gets hurt her second year, her third year, who knows what's going to happen, but she could leave after her third year. Just 
for our sake, please give us two full normal <laughs> years of page backers, regardless of what happens. Just let us have them. Let us see. And AZ, we got half a year of healthy AZ too. Can we just get two full years of both of those two healthy to see what could happen? Seriously. Like the fact that we, we actually have not seen like what healthy page plus healthy AZ looks like on a court. Plus healthy Caroline. Yeah. <laughs> Caroline's really good. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say with, she's going to be an all American next year. She, if she played like she did, when Paige was out and AZ was out and was leading the team in scoring for an entire season, she would have at least been in the All-American conversation. And granted, yeah. it's different when Paige and AZ are out there because she's not going to have that volume of scoring. But she, they gave her the ball at the end of a game to go score the winning basket, and she did it. Like, yep. no questions asked. No, she was really, really good. <laughs> I just think, like, so much of the hype going into last season was like, watching Paige and AZ together. We never oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but you just also throw Caroline on top of that. Yeah, yeah. And there's three different guards, too. It's not like you got three-point guards all vying for the same thing. You can play three of them on the court, and all of them will be in their own space on the court and not bumping into each other. Exactly. I mean, you could even easily play four guards with Caroline. Mm-hmm. She, can so. play she has enough size. And she's shown a willingness to get into the lane and she's posted up and scored. She's willing to rebound. She's been, she hasn't been a great defender, but when she's been on, you know, the lankier, the bigger players, she's been pretty good and has gotten a lot of hands on shots for blocks. So I'm again, just very high on Caroline Ducharme over here, but yeah, expectations for Paige national player of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping with the theme of expectations, this one comes in from Chopper J. I do not know how to pronounce your name on Twitter. I'm sorry. Sophomore expectations. I think we've kind of hit on it, but Amari DeBerry is the one that we haven't talked about. I think Amari DeBerry is going to be a contributor next year. I don't think you get thrown into a national championship game and at least hold your own while also showing flashes throughout the rest of the season and then never get heard from again. I think she's got the talent all season long. Gina made it seem like it's a mindset thing with her. And it seems like she has the mindset finally. So I'm excited for what she can do as a software. I don't think she's necessarily going to be an all American next year or even an all big East type player, but I think she'll be part of the bigs rotation and be a contributor. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. I feel like the things that Gianna said kind of towards the end of the season after the final four about her being really bought into, you know, getting on campus and getting better this summer feels like, like you said, that mindset piece is coming together. And I think it was it last summer that they were talking about how, you know, she's like one of the most skilled bigs that UConn has had in a long time. So I think if you can get both of those pieces together, she's going to be a big part of this team. And I mean, when you look at the depth, like there's not a ton of depth on this team. Like, I don't think it's crazy to see there's like a, a role where she's like the second player off the bench next season. She could also be a really good replacement for Olivia Nelson and Dota. Maybe not so defensively, but in terms of the facilitator down low. Mm-hmm. From what I saw of her high school tape, she's a really good and willing passer, which a lot of times that's something they have to teach their bigs. If you don't have to teach that to her and it's just something that comes a little more naturally. 
that at least softens the blow of not having Olivia Nelson Adota in that offense, helping things move through the post. Yeah, exactly. Second question. How dependent do you think we'll be on our freshmen? UConn will be on the freshmen. I think there's a world where the freshmen don't actually have to contribute a lot, but at the same time, the opportunity is absolutely going to be there for them to have a big impact because there's Dorka Juhas, there's Aliyah Edwards, and after that, it's wide open. So all of them could impress, and I'm throwing DeBerry in that mix, even though she's not a freshman, but Ice Brady and Ayanna Patterson, they all could impress. They all could underwhelm. Maybe they kind of take turns throughout the season for who's hot and who's scuffling. But I think, I don't think dependence the right word because I don't think, I mean, they might need the freshmen to be good, but I don't think they need the freshmen. The freshmen could help put them over the top. I think that's where the freshmen are on this team. It's not like a few years ago where you had Olivia Nelson Adota as your number one center. And then Aubrey Griffin was your backup option. It's mm-hmm. not like that. You've got a little bit of depth to play with. They're going to be depth players no matter what. It's just how big of a role do they carve out for themselves? Yeah, exactly. I think this team can be really good, even if they don't contribute. This team will be a lot better if they can contribute. Um, but I don't think that UConn's going to depend on them, but they'll just be a better team if they can get things from them in the minutes that they're going to play. And I'm on record as being super high on Ice Brady and her being an immediate impact freshman. But just to talk about Ayana for a second, with those physical tools and her size, I think she could, it's a very low bar for her to contribute. I think she could have an Aubrey-esque freshman year where you just put her in to rebound, wreak havoc defensively and get a few points per game. You don't even need all that much out of her. I think her shot and her finishing needs some Not some. It needs a lot of work from what I saw in the three-on-three tournament, but it's a very low bar for her to contribute, especially with Aubrey Griffin's status uncertain. So I'd be a little surprised if she didn't earn some semblance of minutes. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think we're going to see them both play minutes, but that's just, I don't think the team depends on them. Right. It's been a while since we've had top 10 bigs. It's been since Olivia Nelson and Dota and Olivia Nelson and Dota played a decent role as a freshman. I even think she played some big minutes in the final four loss to Notre Dame. If I'm, they took her out and that's when Notre Dame came back. Right. Top 10 recruit. Sorry. Liv? No. Um, Aaliyah was Aaliyah not a top 10 recruit. No, she was like number 26. I want to say probably because she was Canadian. I think if she was an American player, she probably would have been top. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, that was close. Yeah. Also, like the recruiting rankings for ESPN have changed so much that I think Amari DeBerry was like a number five recruit. And then when they switched over how they were doing their rankings, she fell back to 15. So I feel like that kind of changes the perception a little bit too. If Amari DeBerry was 